and welcome back to I Am Shatoria, where we talk about everything that we can talk about. Hey guys, it is the month of May, and today I have an awesome show for you. All right, you guys know I give you this big spill when I get started, but not today. So with this being the month of May, we are talking about mothers, and we're talking about the good, the bad, the ugly, you name it, we're talking about it. However, today I am by myself. There is no special guest. There's none of that. However, I will be talking about two special people that I wish was here. Unfortunately, they're not. So we're going to be getting into that. Now, if you got my book, then we are digging in a little bit this month about the book. What it is. And the reason for that is because it's Mother's Day month. Um, not only is it Mother's Day month, but today, May 4th, would have been my grandmother's 78th anniversary. So I want to give her a love, a shout out. I know she can hear me from heaven. I know she's smiling on me. So I just want to tell Miss Dolores J. Perkins that I love you. Happy Heavenly Birthday. I know you up there with Jesus and your children rocking it. And today, if you guys been looking at my post you will see that gorgeous pictures of my of my mother and my grandmother um, rocking what they rock. But I want to start you off with something. And this is actually a portion in my book. I won't say where, but there's a little saying in my book. And it says, what if my foundation was never formed? What if I've never experienced a child's fear? What if I never sung fear not? What if I fought my fears at seven? What if I said no? What if I never left McDaniel Street? What if I never left the city to go to the country? Knew everything? Is it really? What if I never released? What if I didn't get over many encounters? What if I never went through the 30-day shift? What about if I never had my great escape? What if I never stepped from death? What if I never had a soul tied to my soul? What if I wasn't a closed womb mother? What if she never went from a mother to a mom? What if I've never said my final goodbye? What if I never birthed forgiveness? What if I didn't be my authentic self? What if? That is a very powerful part in my book that I take to heart as it talks about the what ifs. A lot of us, you know, we do what ifs. And today is a special day because again, today my grandmother would have been 78 years old. However, with Mother's Day coming up, I would be remiss if I did not say that I didn't miss my mother and my grandmother and the things that they taught me and the things that they instilled in me, even the good and the bad. If you have been reading the book, you know there is good and there is bad and there's just downright ugly in it. And what if I didn't go through all these things? You know, there is a point in my life where I can truly say I really despised people. I really despised my mother and my grandmother for years. I hurt. I was mad. I was angry as I got older and I got mature and I got into the word of God and I really just grew up. I understood there was just certain things about them that they didn't know themselves. Like when I think about and understand everybody that's listening, I am going off the cuff. I didn't write anything down. It was just placed in my spirit that this first podcast for the month of May was going to be about these two individuals as I'm celebrating moms because my moms were legit, even the bad part of them. And I say that because as you're reading my book, 
I am being very authentic about my hurt, my pain, my tiredness. Everything about me is in this book. And it's not to put my mother down for absolutely nothing that she done. Because now as an adult, as a mom, as an individual who understands forgiveness, and as an individual who is completely free from all these things, I get my mom. I get her pain. I get her demons. If you read the book, you see I've had my own for years. And to know that my mother fought for years to be free. Like, man, like, I I couldn't imagine. And to know that she really, yes, she neglected us when it come down to the the, the physical complexity of what we see. But to know that she was fighting demons that in her mind there was no one there to help guide her in this and we and we and I'll talk about a little bit of it in the book because I and I'm very clear about it in the book that I do not have it's not my place to tell my mother's story or my grandmother's story they have some deep stories so um their stories is like rooted rooted uh my grandmother um is a uh a woman of many skills let's just say that uh she's a woman of many skills and as I say this I'm actually looking at her picture of her and my grandfather and you know my grandfather died in 2003 and my grandmother died in 2017 um we don't get to my grandmother's death in the book however we do talk about my grandfather's and um my grandmother was born in 1943 and you know in those days I mean it was real like Man, like it was real back then for them. And I don't take anything they did for granted as that is a real deal thing to when I watch shows about, you know, what was going on back in those days. And you hear a lot of people say, oh, if I was born back in those days, I would do such and such. such." Let me tell you something. My grandma used to always say we wouldn't. We would never know what we would do in those predicaments. And I appreciate her honesty on that because. I look at it and I'm going, nope, mm-mm, I ain't even about to lie, I'm a punk by nature. I will shut up in color. And, and that's real. That's reality. My grandmother was, um, I would describe my grandmother as this very, uh, I don't want to say bougie. My grandma was very uppity. And I didn't understand that for years. Like, my grandma was uppity. If anybody that's listening, you were, if you grew up with me, you knew Miss Perkins was bougie. Like, she was uppity. My grandmother believed in the nice clothes and the whole time nine. I laugh about it now, but you know, when I did my book lunch, I kid you not. So my book lunch took place uh, April 17th and it was two days after the, the, the four year anniversary of my grandmother's passing. And it was just so heavy in the room spiritually in nothing, not a bad way, but I, I laugh because I know I'm my grandmother, my mother's child for sure. But I embraced my grandmother. My grandmother was this woman of style and class when I look back at her pictures. And so I was going through old pictures of me and there are pictures of me with ribbons and bows and dresses. Like I think all of my school pictures so far that I found in elementary school, when I started staying with my grandmother, I was in dresses and bows and people picked at us about it. And it was like, oh my God, your grandmother's so strict. And she was, she was very strict. There's things she felt like we should do we should accomplish we should understand i never understood it until now i get it now i respect it um i absolutely admire her work 
and the things that she absolutely instilled in me. Um, one of the things about my grandmother is that uh, growing up, she was big. She was big about some parts of history um, for years. And so she used to take us to the home of Martin Luther King Jr. and those type of things. And when I got to sit with my grandmother and have conversations, I come to learn that she knew the King family. Like, like she knew them. She used to hang out with them. She used to clean their house with her aunt. Um, and I never forget my sixth grade year. We went to a family reunion out in Covington, Georgia. And I had a book report to do that February about slavery and everything. And I got to meet one of our great aunts. She was 106 years old. I never forget it. Grandma was like, talk to her. And I never forget we were sitting there and I was taking it all in. I started to love history back in the fifth grade. I am a history buff to this day. I love history. I love to learn about it because I'm also a, a big person about not repeating it. I am truly big about not repeating the past if I don't have to. So I've, I've taken my history and learning uh, very seriously. And talking with my grandmother, as I got older, I really just started asking her questions. I don't know if she had conversations with her own kids or even my siblings and my cousins, but I know for a fact me and her had conversations. And as I got older, like adult, adult, I really started asking questions. I was like, hey, grandmama, you know, I want to know this, this, and this. And I remember having to do an article uh, when I was stationed out at Tinker Air Force Base. Um, I think it was 2007 maybe eight uh, I have to find an article but this article talked about my grandmother's past and I got to learn my grandmother's heritage um her race you know her being a black woman but she just wasn't a black woman I used to laugh at her I'm like your hair is too too straight and fine to be a black woman I'm confused what are you but and she used to laugh at and be like oh you just such a mess and um I I, I learned talking with her what her real history was, what her, what her real heritage was and why she was such, why, why she was so ashamed of it. Um, she was black, white, and Indian. Um, she was a uh, Cherokee Indian. Um, she's had the DNA test done. I think she, if my memory serves me correct, was like 57%, maybe more than that. So don't get me to lying again um, about that one because I can't remember. But I remember her saying that she had me and my sister tested when we were younger. Um, she can remember the percentage, but she said it wasn't like a lot, lot, but it was definitely enough. But she wanted it done because she just wanted to know. And the thing about it was she kept it a secret because she was like, she didn't want nobody to. My, my grandmother went through a lot growing up. She's had people come against her left and right and heavy. And unfortunately, that hate carried on for years. Her stipulation of life, her standard of people was very high. She even gave that to her kids. Like they need to be very high. And unfortunately, the children didn't meet the standards that she felt was necessary. Um, my grandmother was, as my mother, I remember my mom used to tell me my grandmother used to walk around in evening gowns. And I was confused. I was like, wait, what? Why? But then, you know, living with my grandmother, my grandmother was fancy like that. Like she was fancy, fancy. She wanted the best in everything. And when I say the best, yeah, nah, she spent money on clothes. She spent money on clothes. She wanted a nice house. She wanted those things. And she instilled that in us growing up. No, you get your stuff. You handle your business. You can do this. You don't need a man for this. You can do this. And, you know, she stood by it. Yes, she was married, but she was that also that woman. She didn't take nothing laying down. You know, my first grandfather, my mom's mom, my mom's dad, 
uh, Garnetti James. He died in 1989. And 88 or 89, but he was, um, to my understanding, he, you know, he cheated. And grandma was like, nah, deuces, I'm out. And she called it quits. And then um, that that carried with her to where my grandmother was a woman who, and you know, back in those days, you didn't get divorced. That's not what you did. You, you didn't get divorced. Um, I don't know the story behind um, her marriage to my second grandfather, who was so cool. He was just cool, cool. Um, and uh, my third grandfather, um, she, he um, he passed in 2003. So she outlived all her ex-husbands, well, all her husbands, all her kids, about all kids, but one. And so she had this aura about her that kept her going. She was the type of person that, um, you question a lot of stuff about you because you was like, why is she so mean? And I honestly, we really thought she was just like really mean because the things that she would say, but now that she's gone I won't even lie I like missed those conversations and I realized she wasn't being mean what she was was she was instilling in us who we were even though it was done in like in a rude way sometimes she was instilling in us that we are powerful that we are you know above we are not beneath you know she was basically giving us what God had already said we just didn't interpret it that way even though I was in church I just didn't interpret it that way I used to hate having to tell her things but then I told her anyway and I tell myself, well, why am I telling her? But her advice was on point. I feel like, um, and, I, and I thought for years she was very opinionated. But one thing she told me before she passed was that I am more than enough. And for me, that took a lot of pain and understanding. I didn't get that. So right before she, right before she died, when my mom passed. She had told me about writing a book. And I was like, mm, nah, I ain't writing no book. Nah, I'll think about it. Um, I was like, well, you know what, God? Maybe I can write this book. Because at the time, it was just a lot, which I'll go into that later. Um, it was a lot. But she told me, I write a book about yourself, about your faith walk. And because she had watched me get my home get my husband, get my family. Um, she had really watched me grow up and I was appreciative of that. She didn't see me as her granddaughter. I am the first granddaughter. Um, yeah, I'm the first granddaughter, the third grandchild for my mother. My mother was the first daughter, the first child for my mother. I am her first child. Um, so, you know, it's just one of those things to where, I am the first sister, the first aunt, you know, all those wonderful things. So I, you know, I, I take those privileges, you know, very to heart. And, you know, when she had my, my, my mom, my aunt, my uncle, and my, my last aunt, again, her standard was high. So much so to where it was times me and my mom talked that my mom felt like she couldn't meet my grandmother's standards. Hence the reason why she had a rebellion stage. My mother had a whole rebellion stage. My mother was born uh, January 5th, 1961 uh, in Atlanta, Georgia. And my mother was a rebellion one. She was. And I come to find out later that my mom was a daddy's girl. Uh, my mom was the first of the Jones children. She, the oldest. 
um, the first daughter also. And <laughs> my mother was just like her mother, which is cr it's crazy. You know, they were just alike, like literally just alike. And there are days they just fought. However, they were, they were close, especially towards the end when my mom passed. They was very close. My mom and my uncle, my uncle James, who I love so much, he was born April 1962. And him and my mom were very close. But they also argue a lot too. Like they argued a whole lot. It was it was hilarious when I used to hear the stories, how they used to just get on each other's nerves. And but they were close. So even when he passed, you know, my mom was definitely hurt. He died June 1999. And I never forget that. It was a Saturday. It was raining and I was working at Six Flags over Georgia at the time. And I remember when he passed, my mom, my mom was heartbroken. That was her best friend. And they've had their issues, but that was her best friend. And so my grandmother took it hard because that was her, you know, her, her first son, her second child. And now he's gone. And, you know, my mom, my mom was this cool woman up, you know, to a certain point, but I remember my mom fighting demons and I talk about that in the book and I don't want to get too deep into that unless you got the book. I just remember my mom just going through a lot. And at that time and that age, I didn't know what she was going through. However, though, now as an adult, I know because we've had those discussions. So, you know, let me be clear. Me and my mom has had a lot of one-on-ones before her death. So I began to understand her walk, her understanding. She started to understand me, but at that age of, um, in the book, I started at five and um, chapter one, I'm talking about foundation and it's very big about foundation as I am working on a workbook to go with the book. And the workbook is not about me. It's actually about you as the individual. So I start off the book about foundation and I, and I explain in the first chapter, which is foundation. And then in life, that is the first thing is foundation. The foundation that was laid for me when we look at a home, um, I've built a home before um, and working on building another one, but I've built a home before. And when you look at building a home, you start off with the foundation. You, the foundation can't have cracks. The foundations can't be uneven. Like It has to be dang near perfect to build the rest of this home on. And my foundation started with a lot of cracks, a lot of issues. And unfortunately, that foundation is what I built my home under. And unfortunately, it was completely one of those homes that you would see back in the 1800s, the ones that the slaves lived in. Unfortunately, that is what my home, which was my life, was built as it would it crumble, it crashed, it burned. And so one of the things um in the book that I'm talking about when it comes on the foundation is about making sure you are building and paving that foundation to be smooth. Yes, you're going to have bumps in your life, but that foundation is the start. And you got to sometimes go back to that. Like I had to completely rebuild my life. And I talk about that again, like I said in the book, I had to rebuild a lot. And you know, people, when I look at my mom, my mom's life was very, instrumental to my growth it was it was instrumental to where I am right now her her test was her testimony and a lot and my test became my testimony and I I don't take 
the life for granted. I don't take the hurt for granted. I don't take the pain for granted. Yes, it hurt like hell. And you know, even a little bit of like reliving it a little bit, I really had to do a lot of praying to write this book, to relive it. The feedback that I've been getting is awesome, but I I, I have to thank my mother and my grandmother for it. I have to. It was their walk that helped me with my walk. And so a lot of us, we look at life and go, well, you know, a, a person shouldn't go through that. You're absolutely correct. A person should not go through that. However, though, God give us the free will to pick and choose. And my my mother and my grandmother, they picked and choose what they did. Unfortunately, it was one of the things that broke me and damaged me. And honestly, dang near killed me. Why lie about it? Like it did. It, it dang near took me. However, though, now at the age of 38, about to be 39 here in six months, I look at life now and I go, God, man, that's such a creation. My mother has such issues going on. And again, I, I stem it from the, 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 the expectation of my grandmother. Because living with my grandmother, my grandmother gave us that same expectation. Did I fail that expectation? Not necessarily. I just didn't go the route Miss Perkins wanted me to go originally. However, God had another plan. And because God favored me, my plan has led, that the plan he had for me has led me here. Let me tell you, I did not remember telling anyone that I wanted to write a book. Usually I can remember a lot, and I mean a lot. But I never remember saying I wanted to write a book. I don't have anything written down with the word book in it. However, though, I was reminded by my husband, a schoolmate, and a, my best friend that I said I wanted to write a book and I was going to write a book. And God had to remind me that, no, I may not remember everything, but people do and they see my faith in what I'm doing. That's big. That's, that's big. That's that's big as a a woman who has fought her way to where I'm at today I don't regret it when I when I y'all have to understand I'm looking at this book right now and I won't even lie to you I'm still in amazement this book dropped in all stores including Amazon on the first of May I was already selling it on my site since March I've sold a hundred books um, I've sold over 100, but, and that was by Friday. No, excuse me, Thursday. I sold 100 books. And that gave me so much excitement because people were like really reading this story and they're like, man, this is changing lives. And I'm telling you, you caught me about, I won't even lie, maybe five years ago. Um, I started writing this book over five years ago, 2015. I promise you, I didn't know the concept of this book. I didn't understand then with the death of my mother. My mother died January 29th, 2014. And I talk about this part in the in the book, but I also read a snippet of Birth and Forgive. I mean, excuse me, Final Goodbye, chapter 17 at my book lunch. And reading that reminded me of my mother's triumph to to let me know one 
that she was truly sorry for all the pain she had put us through. But also that she truly loved me. Despite how I felt about her for all those years. Do understand from the time of my mother's death. I hated Mother's Day. My mother died in 2014. I hated Mother's Day. Um, I had Mother's Day. I gave birth right before Father's Day. Actually right after Father's Day of 2014. And... I was hurt because I was like, God, my, my daughter would never meet my mother. And he says she already has. She's been hanging out with her. And I laughed because, you know, they always say, give God your plans. If you want him to laugh, give him your plans. And I kid you not, I was like, man, Jesus, that's what we. And I know she knows and she's met my mother because of some of her behavior and things of that nature. But, you know, then, you know, for three years later, I lose my grandmother. And I kid you not, it took me a minute to really comprehend that my mother was not here anymore. But then I lost my other superhero, my grandmother. Losing her literally put a dent in my heart. Like, I ain't talking about a small dent. You know how you had that crash where they say your car is totaled? That's literally what's my heart. So I remember um, getting the phone call. So I, my grandmother passed April 15th. 2017 and at the time I was already in the middle of writing a book I stopped writing and I stopped writing for a good couple of years uh actually yeah I didn't start back writing a book again until 2019 I didn't have a title for I didn't have anything as a matter of fact I completely rewrote this book January 2020 um I had a meeting with a really good friend of mine my my, my publisher I had a meeting with her and I laid it all out because there was conversation that needed to be had. So on April 17th, 2021, I did, uh, I hosted my, well, I, I did my book lunch and I read Final Goodbye. And reading Final Goodbye was, I kid you not, it was instrumental for me. It was very instrumental for me. It was, it was a relief. I would say that this Mother's Day, this Sunday, this Mother's Day, I want to make sure I'm right about Mother's Day too, because I told my husband, um, I told him it was the ninth, and oh, I'm correct, it is the ninth. So, with this Mother's Day, this Sunday coming up, this is actually the first Mother's Day where I kid you not, I I, I kid you. I'm good. I still may shed a tear because I do miss my mom and my grandmother, but I am I am so at peace with it now. I'm so okay. I'm proud of myself. I am in love with myself. I'm proud of myself. I am I am humbled to be able to tell my story. I am pleased that God has used me as a vessel to say the things I needed to say. And to use me in whatever factor he needed to use me in. You know, we have to be careful when we ask God to use us. And daggone it, he did. He used me. He did. He used me. And I thank him. Because the messages, the texts, the phone calls, it's been a blessing. And my heart is full. I'm ecstatic. Some moments I feel like, God, is this real? 
And he says, yes, it's real. And I have to remind myself of how authentic I really am. And there's a part of my book that says, I love me, all of me. I adore myself, all of myself. I am beautiful, every part of me. I give myself grace because I deserve it. You're not a mistake. Here for a purpose. You are a gift. You are priceless. You are powerful, strong in many forms. You are worthy. Remember the passion you hold. I will be myself and I will always be authentic and transparent to myself. And that's me loving me. That's me loving me. So, you know, I take that. I run with it. I love me. I am thankful for being the vessel God has called of me. I do not regret anything of my book as far as the stories that are in it, because that is my true testimony. It is who I am. These two women's, Dolores J. Perkins, Beverly Ann North, they left this earth, but they left behind a legacy. I am that legacy. People think a legacy is money. I am the legacy that has been left behind to tell the story that needed to be told so people can be free like I am free. So people can be free like my mother got free. So people can be free like my grandmother got freed. They're free. They're loving where they're at. They've done what they was called to do. They serve their purpose. We all have a purpose. This book came out in its season that it was supposed to come out. I have rewritten this book I don't know how many times, but this was the season for it. 2020, God said I was birthing things, and I stand today to say, God, I birthed what you called me to do. And now I am being a mother to the baby I have birthed. And that's being my authentic self. I ask you today to be your authentic self. You be you. You love you. You stand for you. Trust you. God got you. I know he does. Because I'm going to tell you, if you read this book, you see I've had some dark days, some dark nights, some, some mornings. And Jesus, I don't know when the joy was coming. And I'm in a place now where I am free. Here's why I said forgiveness, uh, forgiveness to freedom. I am forgiveness to freedom. You can be free of all these things you holding on to. And I'm going to tell you, it hurts like hell to let it go. But baby, when you are free, it's the best feeling in the world nobody can take. I promise you that. I'm going to read this before I go. Um, But so it's a thank you to, you know, I... When I did my my dedication part, I did it to many of people. But I did do one to my mother and my grandmother. And it says, my mother's, who I miss with my whole heart, as you're no longer here with me physically, you are forever in my heart. Forever grateful for the examples that you both have set for me and being the woman I am today. I pray that I keep growing to be a better woman, wife, and mother. 
as you have taught me that I will not always get it right, but I would, but I will and keep maintaining a better myself to better, excuse me, but I will keep maintaining to better myself. That is a story. And that is to my mother and my grandmother. As we are starting off this month for Mother's Day and talking to mothers, we will be talking about my book this month and how people are relating mother-wise and being free. We just going to get into the nitty-gritty this month. There may be moments where you're just here from me. Maybe moments where you're here from somebody else. You just never know. You got to keep listening every week. But today is to my mothers. Today is to the women that God allowed to be my mother and my grandmother who have birthed me physically and spiritually who have taught me the good bad the ugly of life but because of the testimony because of the walk because of the life that they had that they thought was for me it has made me who I am even if I agree with it or not it has helped me push to where I am right now so I am thankful I am honored i am humble to be the daughter of beverly and north to be the granddaughter let me rephrase that i am grateful and humble to be the first daughter the oldest to beverly and north to be in the third grandchild the first granddaughter and as my grandmother said because she adopted me her other child i'm <laughs> i'm grateful for that for dolores j perkins they are missed. Trust me, I miss them every day. But I am happy to say that this Mother's Day, I am at peace. I am happy. I am with joy. So if you still have your mother, your grandmother, despite what they've done, just show them a little love. Even if you just say, hey, happy Mother's Day. Hey, I love you. Pray you're doing good. Just show them a little something because you know, we never know the, the demons and, and the life that is being dealt to them. This is a hard season for many. Trust me, I know. But I thank God for the lessons that I've learned. So to my mother, my grandmother, and to all of those that are representative of mothers to me, thank you. I am appreciative. I am absolutely humble to be able to have that in place. And... I am, and to all my listeners, happy Mother's Day to you all. And I pray that you have a blessed one. Forgive to get to your freedom. Again, Beverly Ann and Miss Dolores J, I love you. I thank you. And I praise God for you guys. I know you're in heaven enjoying it. To all my listeners, as I always say, Thank you for joining me. You can always catch me on IamShatoria.com to purchase our merchandise and our books. You can catch us on YouTube, all different platforms to hear this recording on top of Do Not Forget. We're actually on TikTok now as well. I am Shatoria also on TikTok. And um, as we are doing the book, we have our October 2nd will be our first retreat for the I Am forgiveness to freedom retreat this year will be virtual so get your tickets online at the website as i always say always walk in love live fearlessly always always forgive to get to your freedom 
As always, I don't say goodbye. I say see you later. And trust me, I will be seeing you guys later. Have a blessed one.